You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in. drinkers what is going on wednesday we are in the house uh, the draft is behind us gosh the the world is still upside down seems to be getting back to normal to some degree but still a little ways away uh football uh, i think train first preseason game is three months away but uh, we don't know what those three months hold, what will happen. But we know the Detroit Kool-Aid cast is here to talk to you guys today, as we always are twice a week here on our Wednesday show. I got some hot takes, some over-unders for Grifka. We're going to talk about the schedule, work our way through half today, half on Friday, give our predictions, give our takes. And I might have to mention to Grifka the virtual great debate that went down this past week here on the Kool-Aid cast as well. Get to that here in a moment. Grifsky, how are you, buddy? Oh man, doing good. It, doing good. It's uh, nice to talk to you in person again. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know social distancing, Grifka. So we had a little crazy, couple crazy shows last week. The great virtual debate where I came in here on Wednesday, I bashed on you like I do from time to time here on the show. Talked lions as well. Try to entertain the people, and then you did the same on Friday. You beat me up for a whole bunch of things. I mean, uh, you had a couple lions takes pretty much the same old same old that you say here on the show you bagged on jared davis you told me how bad taylor decker was all that type of good stuff grifka i think the people have spoken i put a t- poll out uh, hashtag team okri versus team grifka and uh it was about 70 30 bro so uh i mean i think i got you on this one you, you got any last words uh after i took you out this past week uh nope but uh, i just want to say thank you for thank you to our listeners for voting i do appreciate it <laughs> Um, I know Derek appreciates it. Kind of lets me know where I'm at. Uh, I think I'm going to sign up for a correspondence course on how to debate because I know that came through. Griff needs to learn how to debate, so I'm going to do that. Maybe uh, you know they have to do that with social distancing. You know, maybe do something like that. And Derek, if we ever do it again, maybe change up my tone a little bit, change it up. Maybe the uh, fans will agree with me. Griff, could did, did you get a couple friends and family to get on that poll and get you a couple votes? Because you were down in the teens uh, actually, and then you got up to about 30. So I think there were some shenanigans going on there. Uh, what I was trying to do, actually, I'm trying to figure out a, uh, was it like, um, a program where I can just go in and get multiple votes for me on any poll you put up there. Right. I'm still tweaking that. You know me, I'm not a computer genius by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But uh, if anybody's out there that can help me with that, I would appreciate it. This is this is where you give a cheap plug, Griff, for your Twitter. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that's, uh, once again, uh, my Twitter's at Grifka, DKC. <laughs> Grifka, I think or you can call. To, uh, give me a call at uh, 989-272-3484. Just leave a message and uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> that's the Detroit Kool-Aid cast line. Grifka, I think you might need to call it Washington, D.C. They might be able to help you with uh, the, those poll results that you want. Anyway, uh, let's keep this thing moving, Grifka. Uh, like I say, we had fun last week, a little bit of a different show. We'll see if we ever have the smack off the uh, – Detroit Kool-Aid cast back and forth, but we have it every week here on the show. Grifka, before we get going on this schedule, I got to talk to you about a couple things that I got here that I want your opinion on. People might have heard some of these on my Believe in Lions show. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V in Lions. That drops on Monday on, on any podcast platform you want, but I gave my thoughts on these. I want I just start a couple of them for you. So, Grifka, I want to know Kenny Galladay. A top eight receiver in 2020 in the NFL? Yay or nay? Hello? It's a contract year for him, and it's a contract year for Marvin, but gosh, the way they're using him, uh, I could I could say yay on this. I would have to say yay. Wow, it shocks me. It shocks the people out there that you would say yes on that. Top eight, Grifka, is a is an absolute top shelf, no doubt. The best of the best. I mean, you know I got man love for Kenny Galladay. I've been repping him for years now, and I, I can do it. Um, there's probably uh, six to eight names I could rattle off the top of my head that I put put above the guy, but... I'm not going to say he's Lions good because obviously that's an old tired gimmick that like Matt Derry and yet you've used from time to time. But uh, he's a ball player, but I probably got him in, in the 12 to 15 category when talking about overall receivers. A lot of dang receivers in the NFL, Grifka. Next one. Yeah, there's a lot of them, but he's, I mean, he's, uh, it's his first big contract. He's been producing. So it might be one of those things, you know. I mean, we've all seen, you know, the movies where. Guys get in the huddle and they're like, come on, I'm open. You, you've even heard those stories. And, you know, Terrell, uh, Terrell Owens used to do it. Jerry Rice used to do it. Michael Irvin used to do it. It's Hold just on. like, yeah, I'm open. Just throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. And if it's one of those things, if the guy's catching it, you're going to continue to continue to feed him the ball. So if, you know, Kenny Galladay, he, I mean, he has a drop C here and there, but mostly he's, he, he catches stuff thrown his way. So if he's producing, you might get in the huddle and staff and be like, hey, man, I'm open. Just give me a chance. Give me the ball. And yeah, so it could lead to the stats that put them up in that top in that top eight. We'll see. Those are lofty expectations. I mean, he's been proven every year, but top eight overall. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of dogs out there, Grifka, when it comes to receiver position. Uh, Kenny is a dog, but I don't know if he's a top eight dog. Let's keep this thing moving, Grifka. I, I can't wait to hear your uh, thoughts on this one. What about this guy? I don't know. We took him in the second round at pick 35 overall. His name is DeAndre Swift. What about him as the ROI, rookie of the year? I mean, can this happen? Is this just crazy hyperbole? I mean, talk to me. I don't think he, he will be. I think he's going to have a really good year, and he'll he'll be one of the consummate uh, you know, was it on the all-rookie team. He'll be a running back on that. But still, I, I think it's one of those things where a lot of it's skewed to quarterbacks. So even if have Joe Burrow has a decent year, if a Tua has a decent year, you know, something like that, they seem to get more, you know, quarterbacks obviously get a lot more headlines and more, um, you know, uh, spotlight than uh, than the running back. Especially, I still think the Lions are going to try to use carry on. So um, if he does get any any pub for it, any pull, it'll be later in the year. If he does overtake carry on as the number one wide number, number one running back, but I still think it's going to probably go to like 
I'll go to a quarterback. Grifka, one of the rare occasions, again, on the show that I agree with you. Uh, I love DeAndre Swift. I think he's such a smooth runner. I think he can do it all. But I think that unless on was to go down, which, again, none of us want to have happen, that's when he would get the touches in the pub to be uh, rookie of the year. Uh, otherwise, you know, they'll probably use him. I could see them, you know, making him the feature guy if he's producing and he's healthy and, and he's just better than, than KJ. But... Um, you know, rookie of the years, again, is a lofty goal. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned on my other show that, you know, people just pushing this guy down in fantasy because he went to the Lions and, oh, you know, he, he's just not in a good landing spot. I mean, I think it's a tremendous landing spot. I think he's a great player. I think that he's going to be really fun to watch. It just may be a little bit until some of these these stats come. And, and you've heard me say before, like, when it comes to stats, it's about W's. It's about fitting in on the team. It's about making an impact. And uh, I think the Lions are going to use him in a way that's going to make an impact and be really fun on Sundays uh, from day one. So I'm not giving him the rookie of the year, but I can't wait to see him in a Lions uniform. And uh, I think he's going to be tremendous. Griff guy threw out some numbers, some uniform numbers online. Uh, I don't know if you saw that one. Do you have a number that you'd want Swift to wear? Uh, I, I don't have them all available, but is there like just a ideal number you could pull off the top of your head that you don't think somebody's wearing right now that would be cool? Off the top of my head, um, well, 33 always looks good on a running back. That's KJ in 33, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 34? <laughs> yeah, 34 is out there. I think it's a little boxy. Uh, 32 is out there. That used to be uh, Tavon. I don't know that that – I mean, that could work. What a – you're the guy Nothing that called out – one Ones don't look good on running backs for some odd reason. That's just what I think. Yeah. So not like yeah. a 31 That's or you know 41. That's just – Right. An odd number to me. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he picks. I hope he gets something sweet. I guess my prediction was 26. I thought that might look pretty cool. And uh, either that or 32, I would guess, is probably what he's going to go with. But uh, I don't know. That I'm just really looking forward to seeing that combo meal of, of number 33, carry on Johnson, and hopefully uh, either number 32 or number 26 in the backfield uh, when he's not out there in Dion, Dre, Swift, Grifka, this is another one. Can't wait to hear your opinion. I, I'm <laughs> curious which way you'll go on it. Everybody knows you love this guy. You talked about him for months. The Lions did end up taking him at number three. Jeff Okuda, five plus interceptions in 2020 for the rookie. Five plus? Um, I would have to go no on that. I don't think he will. I think they're going to test them a lot, but uh, it's the uh, even the game speed and the pros. I mean, I, I think he he might get some knockdowns and he'll be right there when they catch. But I don't know. A lot of those guys that get you know interceptions now, they're jumping the route, they're reading it. And I'm not saying he's not smart enough to be able to pick that up, but I, I just think five plus. Uh, I'm I'm going to say no on that. Hmm. Not, not surprised. I must say, I, I did say I would go with this. Uh, I think I went with five. Uh, uh, I did add the plus on there. It's, it's hesitant to go to six, but if you can give me five or more, I'd probably take five. I think Okuda has a great feel for the football. If you watch his highlights, there's plays where he's catching tip balls while on the ground, laying down. There's plays where he's jumping routes, making plays. So, 
like you said, if they're gonna if he's gonna play from day one, he's gonna get usage. He's gonna see footballs. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets his hands on um, somewhere in that uh, four five plus range. And uh, the Lions need that. You know, we have not had interceptions. We haven't had uh, turnovers to impact the game since around yeah. 2014, 2013, when we made that run and really got a bunch of turnovers. So Lions need that. Yeah, I mean, now that you know, I mean, we're gonna talk about the schedule. I mean, the Lions do have a few games where they have quarterbacks that tend to be a little careless with the football, you know, that gunslinger like to throw it around, try to fit the tight window. So you you may get some in those games like that, but they also have some games where they take on quarterbacks that tend not to turn the ball over as well either. So um, five plus, I mean, I mean, don't, I would love it, but um, I'll, I'll just go. No, I'll say no right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's the conservative move. And, and like you say, uh, you know, I don't even have an average in front of me of what a, a, a good to great corner gets per year. It always seems like it's not a ton, but that's, that's again, a, an argument for maybe why you don't take him as high. They get hurt a lot. They really don't get their hands on as many footballs as you would think. But, you know, I think most people are just hoping Okuda can lock down the number one, number two wide receiver, as well as be physical in his tackling. But you know, that's not good enough. Like we can't just have, you know, coverage and and not be getting after the quarterback and not be getting turnovers, either fumbles, picks, whatever it may be. I hope that uh, Coleman is punching the football out in 2020 because we're definitely going to need some of that. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I think all those are real aggressive. Kenny in the top eight, Swift is the rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year, and Okuda getting five plus INTs. But Hey man, this team needs ball players. Those guys are all good football players. We need them to play big. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Grifka, let's go ahead and uh, take a break here. When we come back, we're starting with the preseason and with week one, we'll work our way halfway through the year here on the Wednesday show. And then we'll finish up on Friday with the rest of the schedule. Everybody, in the words of Grifka, pause for the cause. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. I hope you have a large glass, an extra large, maybe a big gulp. Grifka knows all about those uh, from uh, 7-Eleven of this, uh, some Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, Because we are about to get into this schedule. And Grifka, I had not barely put my eyes on this thing. I, you said something last week about how you were going to do all this studying. You're really going to hammer down this year when you uh, talked about the schedule. I'm doing none of that. I'm just like literally looking at it now with you and going to talk it through, give some W's and some L's where I think are appropriate. So I don't know if you need to get out your cheat sheets or your three by five card, but I, I'm just coming with heat based on what I think with the schedule. I don't know if you did some deep research or what. 
Um, I haven't done the deep research yet. I was uh, going to wait till like the preseason started, you know, see where everything was, how all the, uh, you know, the final signings, because, you know, there are rumors out there that the Lions still might be looking for a few more positions for agents out there. But um, this is just going to be off the cuff, from the heart, you know, right then and there. Kind of like what you're going to do right now is what it sounds like. <laughs> Grifka, real quick, this is totally off topic, but it's funny. So you said rumors. Uh, you've heard me bag on the Valeni show on here before, right? About how Mike Valeni, his whole like shtick is to hate the Lions and say the, the every time it's just the answer to everything is just tank, fire everybody. Just that's the only way to that he looks at sports. You've heard me say that before. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have I have heard that before, but I, I think you you uh, you like Mike Valeni deep down. Uh, I don't know about that, but I, uh, I, I listen to him from time to time, but like his lion's hatred drives me nuts. Kind of like you and his, uh, thoughts of the minute something goes South, he wants to just blow it up. I don't know. Maybe sort of like yourself, but he, here's what's funny. So like the best thing that the Valenny show does is David hatchet man hall who answers the phones. He came up with this gimmick, uh, <laughs> a while back where like he'll do NFL uh, rumors, but like in the intro, I don't know if you've heard this or not. It's the most hilarious thing ever. And he does, it has this like Barry White music in the background. He goes, let me tell you about those rumors. <laughs> and he does it in all these, like uh, these ways that have innuendo, but all he's saying is the word rumors. And man, I laugh so hard every time. Like I, you, you can find those on the podcast feed, but Every time they do the rumors segment, I laugh. So anytime someone says it, I think, Grifka, do you want to talk about some of those rumors? <laughs> oh, I'm not even doing it justice. It's so funny. But people out there know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go find those on the feed because uh, I guarantee it will make you laugh super hard. Um, Grifka, we won't talk about too many uh, rumors right now. <laughs> but uh, we got to talk about the schedule. So, uh, unfortunately, let's just start with the preseason. So, week one in the preseason at the New England Patriots. Um, my quick take was I thought that would be a, a nice way to start against an opponent you're you're comfortable with as far as, you know, the game and working with them. And, uh, you know, they don't have their top talent. I think this could just be a good warm-up game for the Lions. Yeah, that's uh, a... Yeah, I, I... I don't even expect some of the. I mean, you'll see the starters on the sideline, but it's like, I'd be okay if they didn't even travel. You know, I'd be fine if you know Matt Stafford didn't travel to that game or anything like that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, then uh, I was it that with Jared Stidham. You know, he's obviously the number one right now. So, and I don't think Bill Belichick's going to be one of those guys that's going to play even him for like two, three series. Might be one of those things like, hey, dude, you're not going to you're going to sit because I don't want nobody to have any tape. So. You know, I know how we feel every time we always talk about it. After that, we're always hyped for that first game. We watch, you know, five plays and we're like, now we know why it's preseason. <laughs> exactly, man. It's so brutal. Like, I think with the new CBA, I, I think I heard, weren't they going down to three preseason games or something? Because, like, it's been years where they're like, oh, we're going to fix the preseason. We're going to limit the preseason. We still got these four worthless games. So, yeah, it, it just does not matter at all. But like you say, it'll just be a... A big name team and a, a good warm up. You know, none of our real players will go. Second week of the preseason, we get prime time on 
Espen at 8 p.m. against the uh, New York Jets, which I know you probably get about ready to bag on them. I think this team is actually coming around. I mean, I think the Jets have some nice skill players. They've added to their offensive line. But again, this is a game you won't see many of the Lions stars. I feel like it's just another warm-up one. I mean, the Jets here in Ford Field, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm glad uh, NFL and ESPN threw uh, Lions fans a bone. This is like their one primetime game, nationally televised game. <laughs> um, I realize they weren't that great last year. But still, I mean, there's plenty of teams that weren't that great last year that have multiple uh, primetime games in the regular season. So, like you said, this is going to be another one of those games that opens the uh, opens Ford's field. I'm going to watch it for a little bit. And, uh, you know, then, you know, I guess wait till the uh, third and fourth quarters to see those back-end guys that we always kind of talk about where you always rip on me when I'm like, I like the way that guy looked. You're like, he ain't going to be playing. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Grifka, I feel, I feel inclined to ask you right now, what are some of those teams maybe that would get like a bunch of primetime games in the year? Well, I, yep. Once again, I have no idea how the New York Giants got as many games as they did. I realized, was it, was it Danny Dimes or whatever? I mean, still. <laughs> That that team was horrible last year, and I guess since you know they drafted high, they, they got to be on a bunch of primetime games so they get the New York market. You know they were crappy, but they did. There's a couple other ones too, like Cleveland. Cleveland's got a couple primetime games, and it's like, come on, Grifka. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah, I realize Bake is on the team and all, but come on, they're, they're talking about the most overrated team in the world. That's another one, and you know it's a good thing that the you know the NFL you know is not doing any travel games this year because once again. Green Bay wouldn't have to do that. But once again, Green Bay's got a whole bunch of, you know, bunch of primetime games. So we're going to see if Aaron Rodgers is all mad or, you know, because I, you know, or Jordan Love's going to be starting. So those are those few of those teams that I'm like, you know, once again, scratching my head. Like, why do these guys get games and the Lions get the one primetime game during the preseason when nobody's watching? Oh, Griff, I tried so hard to set you up there so you could say Cowboys, Red, uh, Patriots, and you started naming off teams that stink that got, that got, you totally blew that one oh, as far I, as your. I'm sorry. I mean, well, the Cowboys and the Patriots had decent years last year, so I but mean, I, I could see why they got that's it. Not, but, it's yeah, not, it's not decent years. That's, that's just you about your, your NFL royalty. You say it every show. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was a simple layup that you that you that you banked off the backboard and didn't even hit rim on the on the layup I gave. Anyway, let but we're not even talking. I don't want some diatribe on preseason game three and four, Grifka, because people are already just like, would you just get to the regular season already? Week three, we go at to me on me. So hopefully none of our people will be out in South Beach and and rested. And then after that, we come home and play the Buffalo Bills. We play every year. Nobody cares that third preseason game. Maybe we'd see some uh, top players, um, you know, like Jared Davis and whatnot will be out there. But uh, other than that, you know, nothing to talk about, right? No, because not really. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I did, that's what, did Stafford even play in the preseason last year? I don't even know. Like say, it was, I, I it was so stupid. Did, so. It means nothing, but I think he saw like a series maybe. It's just a waste of everyone's time. Grifka, let's stop wasting everyone's time. Week one of the NFL season, if fans are allowed, me and you will probably be at this football game. Sunday, September 13th, the Chicago Bears come to town to play the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. 
What do you think about this game? I mean, I was surprised to see an NFC North uh, rival come in week one. I don't remember the last time that's happened. It was not on the leaked schedule that I had on Wednesday. This was a total threw me for a loop. Uh, What do you think about this ball game? I love it that they're opening at home against the bears. And, um, it's going to be one of those games once again where there's a lot of Lions fans there because you know it's early in the year and then you said you always ask me it's like that's why I like to go it's always rocking and plus they're playing the Bears and I know a lot of Detroit fans hate the Bears and I think the Bears are one of those fan bases they have like this you know thought of themselves that you know they think that you know their team you know should belong in the upper echelon you know with the creme down the creme George Hallis and Dick Buckus but they generally suck, you know, so I don't know. Those fans are just that way, you know, just, you know, bumping into them. I, I don't know too many Bears fans that I, that I like, so uh, I'm glad this is the first game. Oh, my gosh. There's so many ways I can go with that. Uh, first of all, I got a follow-up question for you, but first of all, I want to say, you know, you said something about you like to go to that first game because it's rocking. I mean, is it that or is it because you like to go to that game because usually by week four, five, or six, you've probably basically quit on the team. You're telling me every week here on the show how much you hate this team and why they're no good. And because you're, you're a pansy, every time we go to a tailgate, I go, Griff, could it be great to go to a game in like December when there's snow everywhere and it's freezing outside. We got the grill going and you're like, Nope, I just want to be out here in the fall when it's the first game. Everyone's optimistic. I mean, isn't that what we go through every year? Am I right or wrong? I'd have to agree with you on that. <laughs> uh, and the, the, the second follow-up I have is, like, you got to spend at least a couple minutes talking about, I don't know, this uh, this guy that plays quarterback or at least used to for the Chicago Bears. I mean, tell the people about his name, how it's, uh, you know, similar to what you might call uh, – you know, a pet at home, you know, that whole shtick. Yeah, Mitch. I mean, that's what they brought in Mitch. Now, granted, the two games he had against the Lions last year, that's where it was like his only two games. But still, I mean, Mitch ain't that great. I mean, that guy sucks. And, and I don't think he's going to be starting week one. I mean, it's like, give me a break. I mean, yeah, see you later, Mitch. I was a waste of a first-round draft pick. And the worst part is the Bears even traded up to take the guy. It's not even a first round pick, Griff, because that, that's two overall. You get pissed when the Lions miss at 20 or in the 50s. I mean, that was number two overall on a trade up for that piece of garbage. Oh, man, I'm with you. I think Nick Foles will be playing, no doubt about it. We we got to keep this moving. I got a W for the Lions. What do you got on that game, Griffka? The way too early that's predictions. A right that's a dub ski, no doubt, especially because we're in the building. We're, we, we've got at least an 80, 80% win percentage, I think, when we go for the most part. Uh, Let's go to week two. We head to, I don't know, Grifka's favorite city. He loves the people. He thinks last year was such a tremendous experience, which it was until the fourth quarter when we got screwed and we lost a huge football game that I was freaking livid about. And you were jolly McGiggles as we were heading out of the stadium, thinking it was the most jolly time you'd ever had. And we freaking lost our season. We head to green Bay Grifka. This is a revenge game to me. This is, Hey, we don't care who you are. We don't care if the trophy was named after you We're coming in to rip your head off game by the Detroit lions. It's a W for me and Lambeau. Get the hell out of here. Aaron Rodgers. You old, piece of waste of space wow w you're going w straight dubski like we should have had last year when we should have blown them out 
Gosh, I, I would love to say W, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an L right here. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Grifka, I'm just telling you right now. First play of the game at Lambeau uh, this year. Flea Flicker. <laughs> Again, <laughs> back, back to back, two years in a row. I'm calling it now. All right, week three at Arizona. We play them every year. It's an annual meeting between the Detroit Lions and the Cardinals. This is our one four twenty five game. We head down to the big toaster oven there in Phoenix to play the Cardinals, everybody's new favorite team. Oh, Kyler Murray, he's, he's going to be so great. Oh, look at all these weapons he has. Yeah, we haven't heard about weapons here in Detroit, have we? Okay, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Congratulations. What about the other seven receivers that you've drafted in the first couple rounds? Where are they going to be? Nowhere, because you still got old man Larry Fitzgerald running out there. And oh, by the way, okay, you added Isaiah Simmons. Another congratulations, as Grifka would say. But you, what else you got? You got nobody. I mean, th- th- this is a road game. I see people taking the Cardinals thinking that, oh, they're going to be the new hotness in the NFL. No, they're not. We went down and smacked them last year. Kyler Marine going to be that much better. Give me another Dubsky for the Lions. 3-0. and Wow. <laughs> I thought you liked Kyler Murray. And no. Uh... <laughs> I said he might be he might revolutionize the game and he might be a fantasy stud, but I'm I backed off on all that. I hate that little Gosh. midget. Wow. Gosh. This is another one. I he just no Lions team ever seems to play you know, that great there. I mean, yeah, last year they played great for three and then they let the Cardinals hang around and come back and we ended up with a tie. Gosh. Okay, but I really don't like the Cardinals. I still think Carla Murray's not that great. I'm going to give him a win. I'll go with a W on that guy. Well, I got I got to change the music. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yes. Okay. We got uh, we got uh, two wins out of Grifka here, and we're into week four. The New Orleans Saints come to town. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, uh, pretty nasty defense. Ford Field home game. I'll throw it to you this one. Uh, throw it to you this time first, Griff, uh, the old uh, the old waffle maker. What you got here? Are the uh, are the Saints going to come in and beat us up, or are we going to pull a rabbit out of the hat and get a big win before the bye? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a loss on this one. I just I think the Saints are, are they're I think they're too good. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with a loss on this and be at two and two going into the bye week. Oh man, again, hate hate to agree. I, this is another game I might be at. Uh, you know, my buddy Chops, he wants to go to a uh, Lions game. We were like, man, we should we should maybe hit up that Saints game before the bye. But here's here's my take on the early games, Griff. I didn't like the schedule. I gotta say, like I looked at it, I was like, I really like that leak schedule that I got uh, much better than the real one here. But I like big games early because I feel like. We're going to be ready to rock and roll with our studs week one, two, three, and four, most likely, until injuries start to hit you. So, hey, I'll take the Saints on if I got most of my horses for the Detroit Lions. I'll take on Green Bay in Green Bay. I don't mind Chicago coming here, try to get a couple division dubs. But, I mean, I could see the Lions beating the Saints. I mean, they're a good team. They've Mike Thomas has been crazy, but I also think that Drew Brees continues to get older and older. I mean, he... Can't do it forever. I feel like they don't add a ton of weapons. You know, if, if Alvin Kamara goes crazy, like he's hard to deal with. But, you know, like I say, they've got some good defensive players. I mean, I'm going to go with a loss on this as well. But it's hard for me to do a, a home loss against a team like this that 
doesn't scare the daylights out of me, and I feel like they get more credit maybe than they deserve sometimes, just based on past history. Oh, well, they've been good for a while. Okay, but what are they going to do in 2020? You know, are they really going to be a juggernaut, or are they on the downside? Uh, I'll go with a loss, but I don't know that the uh, Saints are world beaters. I think they were world beaters a few years ago, and they missed maybe may have missed their. Uh, their chance there. So the Lions, uh, the Lions go with a bye then, um, you know, normally on the bye week, you'd like it later. I mean, again, the second year in a row we've had it week five. You also usually want a nasty team coming off your bye. So you have two weeks to prepare for them. We get the Jacksonville Jaguars of London, um, Sunday, October 18th at 1 PM, uh, in Jacksonville. What do you think about this game? They're terrible. Jacksonville's terrible. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the sound bit. I'd play it, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I tried. It's just uh, that. I mean, Jacksonville—they're not that great. I mean, I know they. Griff, could normally I give you the right. bell, but when you say Jacksonville's not that great, I think this is more appropriate. It's like duh. It's like duh. It's like duh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're totally retooling. They're uh, they're definitely not great. Yeah, it sounds like you know. It's like we you know. They just that, that seems like a team like kind of spinning its wheels, trying to grasp at straws. And Detroit's coming off the bye week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a big big W. Hey Jacksonville, I think I'll just answer this uh, with a song. No chance, that's what you got. There you go. That's my critique of the game, Griffith. That's what Jacksonville has. Next game, week seven, uh, we go to the ATL, the Atlanta Falcons. One of my uh, Favorite non-Lions teams either to watch or to somewhat root for. Really always have liked the Falcons for whatever reason. They've got a complete offensive squad of start of first-round picks, and they also have some defenders coming back this year as well. Again, 1 p.m. game, end of October. I'll give you my take on this one. I think the Lions go down there. I mean, it's in the Dome, so you got good weather. I think this could be a nice shootout ball game. Maybe both teams getting in the upper 20s, 30 points. Um, for some reason, I, I I gave the I gave the Lions an L here. I feel like they uh, were coming off a, a a big dub against Jacksonville. Maybe just kind of feeling themselves in my world. They've they've only lost uh, you know the one time to New Orleans at that point. I feel they maybe get caught by Matt Ryan and crew, Julio, some of their other weapons that are just too much to deal with, and uh, they end up getting us maybe like a a 35-31 type ball game. So I got an L here for the Lions. Yeah, this is the you know, back-to-back road games. I really like you said one is come. You know, the first one was Jacksonville. So still, I mean, like you always say, any given Sunday, you gotta take every every team seriously in the NFL. It's always hard winning on the road, and then you know coming you know back home, you know practicing, heading right back out. I realize it's Atlanta, it's the same time zone, but still, Atlanta's got you know decent, you know, it's got some decent talent there. So uh, I, I I have to agree with you on that, Derek. I would have an L for this one as well. Oh, Griffco, you're starting to do this to me with some of these L's. That drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> but uh, I, it's not unexpected. Let's put it that way. All right, we got a couple more here before we uh, break for the Friday show. You better make these good. Uh, week eight, we uh, head in. Uh, we have the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts coming to Ford Field. I mean, again, sometimes I wonder how the Colts are even good. I can never name barely any of the players on their team. Everybody talks about their offensive line. I always think, okay, they've got uh, Quentin Nelson and 
who else? Because they act like they're these road graders, and it's basically just that one player that they have up there, and then Costanzo, who's been okay at left tackle, which, like I say, I, isn't a bad thing sometimes. I mean, he's about uh, as good as Taylor Decker is for us. But, I mean, they got Philip Rivers coming in there. I mean, they've got uh, old man T.Y. Hilton, but he usually makes plays. They got Jonathan Taylor, the Grifka's favorite running back in the backfield. I mean, what do you think uh, about this ball game? Short and simple. This is a W. This is a, this is one of those games I had mentioned earlier where they have a quarterback who tends to be a little careless with the ball and likes to throw it around. And I can't see uh, Philip Rivers changing his spots, become like the consummate hand the ball off to the running back guy. He, you know, because he even had some decent running backs out in San Diego, and he still seemed to uh, just chuck the ball all around. But this is a, this is going to be a W for the Lions. Yeah, I've got this as a win as well. I think that you know it's a. It's a team that doesn't put the fear of you when they come into your house. They they do have some good players. I, I like some of their, you know, the Colts coaching staff as well as their, they seem to have a good GM. He usually seems to have pretty decent drafts. But, um, you know, I, I don't know that Jonathan Taylor is going to be running all over everybody by midseason. I, I think he's going to be good for his career, but I, I don't think he's a guy that's going to just set the world on fire from day one. It could be wrong about that. And then, like you say, the Lions just have – we got as many weapons on both sides of the football as they do. I think that it's home game. It's just the Colts. It's not some big, you know, storied franchise or some top quarterback. Like you say, Phillip Rivers throws us the football quite a bit. So this could be one of Okuda's five-plus interceptions. Griff guy could see it. And uh, – a dubski for the Lions. So let's do one more here before we get up out of here. The uh, Minnesota Vikings, us going to Minnesota, um, really think the Vikings played really, you know, above their head last year. They've traded away Stefan Diggs. Uh, they've still got your boy, Kirk Cousins at quarterback. I mean, he's not that. Uh... Yeah, he's not that great. <laughs> And I disagree, as I often do when you bring that up about Cousins. He's he's not only been paid really well, he seems to play really well, especially against the Lions, but he's also not one of those quarterbacks that puts the fear into you when you see him. Um, I don't know. I've, I'm looking at my thing here. I mean, I'm a little on the fence with it, but because it's in Minnesota and because we haven't dealt with their physicality the way I would hope. And we usually get Matt Stafford killed. I feel like this would be another game where we play them tough, but I think that will come up a little bit short in Minnesota on this one. Yeah. I think Kirk Cousins sucks. I mean, this guy, he has, he has like one good year, like every (laughs) three years. And I'm like, Oh look, you turned the corner. No, last year was the same. Was a couple years ago when he had a, he had a DC year in Washington, so they signed him to the <laughs> was it to the franchise tag again. So there's a reason why they chased him out of town. I mean, so he had a decent year last year with Minnesota. And I was like, oh god, he's he's this. No, he still sucks. Okay, <laughs> but still, like you said, Minnesota's defense for some odd reason has Detroit's number. I mean, I know a few years ago, uh, Detroit won up there and won both games against Minnesota that year. But still, it's one of those things where Minnesota's defense seems to have our number. So it's going to be a nail biter, but I have to give Minnesota this win. Oh boy. You depressed the people. Grifka. I think, you know, your Kirk cousins take is similar to your Odell Beckham, where you act like he's made one catch his whole career when like his whole career, he's really been good statistically and, and had a couple injuries. Kirk cousins, you look at his career. I mean, they don't pay the guy 30 million for nothing. Like he's had probably what, 
four or five good seasons and maybe two that were subpar. I mean, I don't know where you get this, the, like, he's never been good or he's never, he had a really good year last year. I mean, the guy's got extension, another big extension for this guy. Like, I mean, he's not my favorite quarterback by any means, but he, he, he's not, uh, <laughs> he's not, uh, would you, would you deem him as not that great? I mean, I think he's done much more in the league than you give him credit for, but I mean, that, that's the thing I'm waiting for is like old man Rogers to get up out of here. You know, they did draft uh, love, which would be interesting. And then you got Kirk cousins. He'll be out of there in a year or two. Once they don't pay that deal. Gosh, that's when the lions need to make their hay, man. Once maybe some scrub or some hopefully not so good quarterbacks come in this division, but it's, it's not easy right now, but uh, I I'm looking at my thing. I've got the lions at three, four, five. I got five and, and, and two, no, there's that loss there. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five, and five and three. Yeah, five I have them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Five and three. Yeah. I got one, two. I got them at four and four. Yeah. Yeah. That would like my biggest thing when I saw this schedule before we get up out of here is like. It's tougher in the beginning than it is later. You also have more road games earlier than later. So if the Lions can come out of that, you know, first four games, either two and two or three and one, that'd be tremendous. And then if they can get to this game at week nine with the Vikings and be at the five and three instead of four and four or, or uh, you know, three and five, whatever it may be like, you know, they have to. They have to be above sea level before they get to that mid-year point to be able to make some hay in the back end. When Friday we'd be talking about Washington, Carolina, Chicago again, uh, you know, at Tennessee, you know, some of these games. And then, like you say, some of the bigger dogs you got coming to Ford Field. So um, we'll get all into that Friday. Grifka, we've talked about a lot. We've had some laughs. We've uh, got after each other like we've been known to do here on the show a little bit. Um, there's only one other thing I got left today, and it's this. Do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Thank you, sir. Um, everybody, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, always fun to break down the schedule. Our way too early predictions. Uh, please make note of what Griff is saying and, and writing down. See if he changes it, and then we'll see what his tune is mid-season, in the season, when... The real bullets are flying, but you know me. I'll be drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid all day, every day here on the show, being optimistic, being the guy that believes in the Detroit Lions. So pour yourself a glass, everybody. Drink it in, man. We'll be back Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.